are now listening to Wisdom from North podcast with me, Jannike Einias. Here I will explore topics such as metaphysics, spirituality, personal growth, and in general, how we can create good lives for ourselves. My intention is to find some answers, but perhaps more importantly, finding new questions to ask, because there is always something new to discover in this wonderful universe that we live in. In Wisdom from North, we're passionate about helping you take your spiritual growth to that next level. That's why we are collaborating with some amazing spiritual teachers and partners who offer free webinars and classes. Go to wisdomfromnorth.com forward slash free. Disclaimer. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast belong to the guests and do not necessarily represent the views or positions of Wisdom from North or any entities they may represent. Now, please enjoy the episode. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, Melissa. A warm welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me, Yannicka. I'm thrilled, thrilled to be here. I really, really am. Your show is phenomenal, and I've directed a lot of my people and listeners to it. Um, you know, you're, as I say to people, you're doing the really important work, and so it's wonderful. It's wonderful. Thank you so much for that. I really appreciate it. Yeah. So you are channeling era lamp and i saw a video of you and i got really interested in your message because i loved how direct and clear you were about uh communicating with him and uh also the the interesting wisdom that came through um through era lamp so i'm you know curious to see if we can ask him some or him or it some questions today yeah, absolutely. And so I'll explain also for your for your viewers. So I'm you're going to see me as we're talking and as I'm answering your questions, you're going to see me sort of looking in this direction a little bit. And that's because for me, for my experience as a channel, um, Aralam is very, very present. And so he is, and I say this in a literal way, he's right here standing next to me. And I see him as a male figure. Um, and he's always presented that way to me. 
Um, and when he's speaking, sometimes I will speak for him a bit, but a lot of times it's like I'm interpreting. So he's just saying something to me and I'm saying it to you to answer the question. And so that's why I like to tell people, and even in my sessions, I do one-on-one -on -one sessions and I always set people up that way so that they understand that that's why I'm sort of going, okay, then yes, well, you know, cause he's always right here for me and you're right. It's a little bit different. Um, and I've, I've, I've not had training. So some people go for mediumship training and different things like that. My situation and my having Erlam come into my life was completely spontaneous and organic around a situation that I had, um, which we can talk about if you have questions about that, but it was always very real as if he's standing in the room with us. So it's you, Yannicka, me, and Erlam here live right now. And that's a little bit different for people, and it's a little bit different way to do it, but it's always been my experience. And so that's why it works that way for me. Interesting. Yeah, I'm excited to hear about the story before he came into your life, because I know that you've had um, a lot of challenges uh, in your yeah. life. And yeah. also today, you know, you're this channeler. You also... Uh, uh, writer of the book being humans yeah. uh, i'm not sure if that was fully perhaps channeled or not but could you share a little bit about your pre-story before yeah. you became to do what you're doing today yeah yeah so uh for me i had a very very difficult childhood um i was born to a very young mother who i believe probably was bipolar and went on to be an alcoholic and so like a lot of folks out there, I had a really challenging childhood, um, which I go into detail about um, more in the book. But one of the situations that happened for me uh, as Erlan was coming into my life was that I had been out, I had been out West in California. I was 21 years old, I, 22 years old. I had a young son. He was two months old. I moved back to my hometown and he and I were living in a trailer. Um, and for, for anybody uh, living in Europe, um, it's really what you see on TV, a trailer park. I was living in a trailer park <laughs> and I laugh about that just because it's very stereotypical, stereotypical, but that's what I was doing. Um, because I was young and I was a single mother and I had a dear friend who was about 10 years older than I, and he had gotten involved with a group of people who were, um, doing energy work. Uh, you might call it magic, but it was black magic, um, and he had become very, very entrenched in this group of people. And he eventually told me about it and said, I want you to help me um, to get away from them. And I was young. I was quite intuitive at that time, but I had no knowledge of Erlam whatsoever. Um, and so I, he kind of over a few months time kept saying, I want you to help me with this. I want you to help me with this. Ultimately, I told him no, because it frightened me. You know, I didn't, I didn't want to be involved in it and I didn't understand it. And I was very young. So after I told him no, uh, one day he came up to me and he handed me this um, envelope and he said, I've written you a letter, but I don't want you to open it unless something happens to me. And of course, I thought he was being very dramatic. And at 22 years old, I sort of said to him, oh, you know, you're being crazy. You're being crazy. But he gave me the envelope. I took it from him. Um, and there was a little more story around that, but I took it, put it away, didn't think about it. Four days later, uh, my boyfriend at the time, and he in a car accident, and he was killed four days later. Well, I, I get up in the morning, I someone calls me, he's, he's died. I open this letter because of course he had said four days earlier, if anything happens to me, open the letter. So I opened the letter and I'm gonna shorten this just a little bit for you, but 
in the letter, the general gist of it was, you and I have had many lifetimes together. You and I have been close in many lifetimes together. I'm in trouble. These people are using dark energy against me. Um, I'm afraid that this is all going to come to a head. I wanted you to help me to try to try to defend against them. I understand you're young. You didn't, you know, you were frightened. You didn't want to do this. So when I read that letter, I have to say, Yannicka, it was, it was the pivotal point in my life where, where I knew as a 22 year old that I had, that I knew that I was intuitive, but I didn't know what that meant. And I, I didn't really know um, what I should do with that. But I'll tell you, I was terrorized. And when I say terrorized, it was the kind of terror where everything that you believe in your life to be true suddenly is turned on its head. Because if this was true, if a group of people using dark magic could, and, and some people would say, maybe it was coincidence, maybe it wasn't, but I'll tell you that letter really proved to me that there is definitely energy in this world and that all of us should know what that is about, right? We should know what that's about. So that evening, uh, I was so terrorized and I had my young son with me. I was alone. I started praying to God. And when I say praying to God, I prayed to the Christian God. I was born Christian. You know, I was raised in a Christian family. I prayed to Christian God. I prayed to Buddha. I prayed to Jesus. I prayed to, I mean, anybody who seemed like they had ever been called God on the planet, I was praying to God with the capital G, I tell people, right? It was the big God, whoever made the universe. And I spent a good part of that evening praying to God and crying and being terrified and saying, please let me know what you want me to do. Please, please, please. And the next morning when I finally went to sleep, the next morning I woke up and my whole bedroom was kind of filled with this presence. And at the time I wasn't speaking with Aralam. I wasn't, um, having a communication with him in any way that someone would say was direct. But I suddenly felt as if there was something between me and the terror. And that something was very positive, very loving. And I could stand up then and try to pull myself together, you know? And so then over time, over the next few years, Aralam became um, much more present in the way of what, what was intuitive question answering sort of in the beginning. Eventually I got his name intuitively. And then I finally said, this would be so much easier for me. If you want me to help people, it would be easier if I could just hear you because I'm a talker. <laughs> I say to people, I am a talker. So it would be much, much easier if you could just talk to me. And so over about a six month period of time, um, I started hearing Aralam's voice. And, you know, there are people who, would question their sanity at that point. And I did. And I went to a very wonderful pastor. I went to a very wonderful psychiatrist for about three months. And both of them said, you know, you're not crazy. Um, you're having a spiritual experience. And so just relax and, um, and you're all right. You know, you're all right. And that's how it happened for me. That's how he showed up. And of course, now in the last 10 or 15 years, he shows up as a fully formed, you know, I can see Erlim. I could I could just, you know, describe him to you and, and all of that. And so, and it's wonderful because in sessions with people one-on-one, -on -one, he shows up and 99% of the time, I've, I've rarely ever had a session where he wasn't able to get the person in the sessions, soul, their lifetime guide to show up. 
um, the lifetime guide, meaning the guide that came in to sort of be your counselor through your whole life, from your first drawn breath to when you cross back over. And so that's been wonderful for people. Fascinating. Um, okay, first, my first question is a little bit more about Aerolamb. Um, is he an extraterrestrial? Is an angel? Is he a, a soulmate of yours? Uh, where does he come from? I know, that's a big question. So um, Aerolamb always says angelic beings, angels, are a completely separate species. Now, is he an extraterrestrial? He, um, and he's saying, right, first he's saying, Yannicka, I'm thrilled to be here. He's saying, it's wonderful Aww. to meet you. I'm thrilled to be here with your listeners and your viewers. So, and he's saying right now, um, Aralam has had a much longer lifespan of, of incarnate lifetimes than I have, but he's allowed me to be in his group a lot of times. Um, so for me, I'm pretty young to his group. Um, and he's saying, as far as being an extraterrestrial, he says in one, he says in one part, Yes, in that he has incarnated into what we would call extraterrestrial species, he's saying, many, many times onto many other planets. But at this point, he's saying, he no longer incarnates into any organic vessels or any light bodies. He is a teaching communications guide. That's what he does. And he's saying for about the last 600, 800 Earth years, um, he's been on the other side, and he's been in this teaching communication modality. And he's saying, uh, Yannicka, the reason that it's so uh, important right now that he's here talking with us is, he says, um, human souls right now, every soul on this planet is here. And the, and the reason that they're here, he says, even if some souls don't seem to be doing the work, he's saying, there are a lot of souls, he says, running around who don't seem to be doing the work at all. But they're here because they want to. So they want to do the work. They're meant to do the work, even if they're kind of ignoring their life path. He says, so my, he's saying my part in this with Melissa is that we need more souls to understand that this is a real thing, he's saying. The other side of the universe, he's saying the different levels of energy in the universe, this is all literally true. It's not mythology. It's not... Um, He's saying something that was written in ancient books and isn't real. It's, he says it's not made up. It's the real, he's saying it's the real thing. Every human on this planet has a soul. And when those human bodies die, they go back to the other side and then they decide what they want to do. So Aralam is saying, again, he's saying, I'm not per se an alien at this point because he's on the other side. So he's working with a lot of different souls and, and guides as well on the other side. Because he's saying right now, every time we do a session with someone, I'm working with that person's guide in order to get them sort of on the track, right? And he's saying too right now that, you know, free will is everything. Free will is the ultimate law. It is the law, the number one law. And he is saying that, um, he's saying, so people can choose and it's not punitive. If he says, if you're, if you came in to do the big work right now on the planet, but you decide that you don't want anything to do with any of that, you'll get to the other side, not punitive. You don't get no points off for that. Just in your life review, you'll look at that and you'll see. So he's saying that's what he's doing. He is, he's saying I am a about, he's at about the 89th level of what he calls the levels above and below the entry point. He's at the 89th level energetically above the entry point to what people call heaven. I call the other side of the lobby. I call it the lobby because it just looks like this big, gorgeous place. Like it looks like the most beautiful park, train station, hotel lobby 
that you can imagine in your life. And there are all of these souls going back and forth. And what they're doing is they're, they're, going, they're going to the places where they embark to planets, not just ours, but other planets. And also they're all coming over, right? So they're passing two planets for lifetimes and they're coming back. And so that's what he's doing. So he's not an angelic being. And he says he never, he smiles. He says, I have never been an angelic being at this point because it's a completely different species. Now he's saying he does oftentimes work with angelic beings, particularly healing angels, because he says there are millions and millions and millions of um, God created angelic beings who do nothing but go in to heal situations. And he says, oftentimes it's not even for a specific person or soul. And then he says they do that, but oftentimes and armies of angelic beings will be sent to a planet that's having difficulty um, it, difficulty, he's saying, um, with evolution. So if you're trying to evolve a whole species on a planet, you're trying to evolve them spiritually or trying to evolve them mentally, those angelic beings will hold a whole planet in, in a particular ele electromagnetic field, he's saying, in order to help that species raise up on that planet. So that's what angels do. He's saying angels are more He's saying they're very warrior-like in a way. And he says, not in the way of killing, but in, in the way that they come in when things, he says, he says, as Melissa would say, they come in when the wheels are falling off, right? Mm -hmm. Angelic beings come in when the wheels are starting to fall off a situation. So wow. and of course he says, species that are off planet, he says, there are, so, he's saying right now, the other thing that Erlan loves to talk about with people is that, and he talked about it a lot in sessions, is that in the next 10 years, Erlim is saying, Yannicka, in the next 10 years, there will be absolute concrete knowledge on your planet, on Earth, that extraterrestrial species are out there and that they exist and that they exist on other planets. In the next 10 years, that will be concrete. He says that will be known by everyone and it's going to completely shift the paradigm of who human beings think they are in the universe and in our galaxy. He's also saying, Yannicka, there are millions of inhabited planets in this galaxy alone. He says, in this galaxy that you call your, you know, the galaxy our planet is in, there are millions of inhabited planets. And he says, he's saying they're at all levels of, all levels of um, being in, in, he's saying in the energetic sphere, in the levels. So there are planets that are nothing, he's saying, but water and fish. There are planets where, um, it's a caveman, savannah style humanoids, he says, but also there are humanoids that don't, that they, he's saying they basically have our shape, but they look very different from us. And he's saying that most of what people are talking about in the U he's, he's saying in the extraterrestrial fields, most of the 60 or so extraterrestrial races that people are talking about that they've sort of leaked and are trying to get out. Most of them are real. Those really exist. Those are, are on planets. But he's also saying right now, and he's saying this, he's saying, Melissa, let's let's put a cap on this a little bit. He's saying, Yannicka, the one thing you should know, however, is that even though your governments have made deals in the past with some of these off-world species, he's saying right now there are high numbers of very benevolent off-world species that are keeping a sort of a watch on our planet because our planet's getting ready to do this big paradigm shift. So we aren't meant, he's saying right now, as Melissa would say, we are not meant to be eaten alive by aliens, right? That's not what's in our, he says that, you know, I, I'm sort of joking and he's joking, but in other words, that, that there are some protections. He's saying there are protections in place. 
And the reason that there are protections in place is because the creator God wants earth at this point. He's saying the whole idea here is that finally, finally, our society, our civilization on the planet is meant, he's saying, to make that positive jump, to make that paradigm shift into that next positive place. Because we've come, he's saying, we've come to this place a few times. We've come to this precipice. And then he's saying either by geological issues, you know, something happening on the planet that is catastrophic, or by our own hand, we have, he's saying, burned ourselves down, right? So it, we shift ourselves back again to sort of that caveman thing. He's saying that's not meant to happen this time. We're all, he's saying the bulk of humanity is meant to, to shift forward and make this jump. And it's interesting, I'm saying now, it's interesting because six or eight months ago in sessions, Erlan was saying to people, it's very important how you keep your interior thoughts, your worry tamped down. Don't worry constantly about what you don't want the world to be like. Don't worry constantly because you're sort of praying with intention. You know, intention is powerful in humans. But now he's saying there are enough humans on the planet who are starting to get this information, Yannicka. He's saying shows like yours, Yannicka, and Next Level Soul and all the people doing this work, you are reaching so many people that finally, he's saying, the scales are tipped. We've made it past that. That He's saying, he went like this, that thin line where we needed to get to of people who are awake. We've, we've tipped it. So he says now that that sort of impending, are we, he says, are you going to destroy yourselves? No, you're not going to. The bulk of humanity is going to make this shift. And so, and, and Erlim is saying now that's one of the reasons why the book has that um, below the name of the book. It says the good news for the next hundred years, you know, because we are going to make it. But it's exciting to me when he says, you know, in the next 10 years, the paradigm shifts are going to be huge. Yeah, that's amazing. Wow, we just got the lecture here. <laughs> sorry, you I know, Erlam just talks, talks, talks. And you oh, can stop me anytime you want to stop me or stop him. Because yeah, but it, was, it was interesting because I wanted to ask him uh, or you uh, and both. And really, you're um, asking him for the most part. All right. About extraterrestrials, because that has been an interest of mine yeah. ever since I think I was four years old. So that is the first question I actually want to ask him, because I have a drawing from when I was four years old where I drew this green man and then a spaceship at the top. Yeah. And I was four years old. And how come I drew that? Uh, so I'm curious if I have uh well, if I've been abducted and also if abductions are still happening. I've had many interviews on that back in the past when I started the channel and I haven't had for it for a long time because I've heard that the abductions are not happening anymore. So well, I'm really curious about his perspective yeah. on that. So Erlim is saying, as, as it speaks to you, Yannicka, one of the reasons that you drew that is specifically because um, about half of the souls that are on the planet right now our souls, me included, our souls who have incarnated to other planets. So you've lived extraterrestrial lives as far as your earth life is concerned. Um, you came onto the planet right now specifically because, uh, because you want to be here now for this huge paradigm shift. The other thing for you is that you came in specifically the way that I did in order to have this experience of sharing it with people. Right. So he says, this is why you were drawing this, because when you came in as a child, you had a really he's saying you're knowing 
was incredibly strong and your memory was incredibly strong. He says, even though every soul that comes onto the planet or any planet goes through this area of what he calls the forgetting. And it's where you go before you're going to be born into a body. Um, and, and what it is, is that your soul has to sort of coalesce down into something very tightly compacted. And then you have all of this forgetting. So you forget all of your past lives until you go to try to look for them later. So this is why you were drawing this, because he says, as a human child, you actually broke out of your, uh, what he calls this forgetting phase very early. Okay. So that kind of makes you special in a way, which is awesome. Then secondarily, he said, you're correct. And the people that say that the um, abductions are getting less and less, they are getting less and less. And that is because Aralam talks about often this covenant. So there was this covenant that was put in place over eons and eons that just ended in about the year 1963. And what that covenant with the creator said was that there had been all of this off-world kind of not, he's saying, not very highly placed extraterrestrials who were coming in and sort of He's saying stirring the pot on our genetics and stirring the pot over the eons back on, on sort of becoming the ruling, uh, you know, becoming the, he's saying becoming the controlling um, entities on the planet through government, through religion, all of those things. So this covenant with the creator God ended in 1963. And when that ended, all bets were off for all those negative players. So what's been happening is little by little, the creator God has been sending in the extraterrestrials who are at much higher level than us, technologically and spiritually. Um, the biggest group is the Pleiadians. Okay, that's the biggest group that have that are now very involved on the planet. And in the, in the book, Aralam calls them the Toshal or the Tall Whites, um, because although Pleiadians can look a lot of different ways, many of the ones that are here and that are sort of overseeing what's going on from off the planet and basically protecting us, if you want to look at it that way, uh, many of them are very tall and they seem all these different shades of color, but they were called tall whites um, in ancient times by people who would see them. So, but the reason that the abductions have slowed down is because this group, this off-world group, along with others, but the numbers are with the Pleiadians or the tall whites, uh, they've put a stop to it, okay? Because the reptilian races that people talk about, they're for sure, they've been here. Aralam talks about in the last two years, that about 80% of the reptilians have left the planet because they've been given this ultimatum. The creator God has sent in his, he sort of sent in his armies as well as angelic armies to sort of rid the planet of all of this negativity of all these negative players. So many of them have left. Those reptilian style players also were involved with the, um, the grays, the little gray aliens. And those were and Aralam says the great aliens are soulless, okay? They were not created by the creator. They were created by other species who weren't supposed to be creating other species, but they did. And so this is why they are like worker drones, okay? Their species cannot, um, they, they do everything by duplication, by cloning. And it's one of the reasons that they kept taking us off the planet is to get our DNA. So, but now that's being blocked, which is wonderful, which is wonderful because we don't need all of that. And even some of the government programs that were involved with all of that, they've been blocked as well. So Aralam is saying right now to kind of bring that full circle for you, um, there are a lot of he, what he calls negative players, negative um, species on the planet who have sort of been in power 
for a long time in the highest levels of government, the highest levels of oligarchy, the highest levels of the spiritual, um, religious organizations, a lot of those players are leaving. And he says, this is why you see all this confusion and all of this strange uh, shuffling going on in the high levels of governments and religion, and even science and technology, right? Because a lot of, he's saying many, many things have been hidden from us. And so now it's all coming up. It's all coming out. And he's saying right now, it's a wonderful time to be on the planet. It's also, it can be a very frightening, challenging time to be on the planet. And he says, this is why it's so important for this information to get out there, you know? Wow. Oh, my goodness. I wish we had 10 hours to speak. You know, <laughs> you know people ask me, Melissa, why are the one-on-one -on -one sessions two hours? Why are they two hours? <laughs> and I say, because you're going to be sitting at the table. I'm going to be sitting at the table, Aralam and your guide. That's four people sitting around a table having a conversation about your life and where you're going and where you've been and all of that. So, yeah, so wow. there's plenty. Yeah. All right. Um, these reptilians and uh, ETs. Um, my first question is, can they appear as humanoids? Yes. Like, uh, right. Aralim is saying, absolutely, yes. Mm. And he's saying, and Aralim is saying now, he's saying, Yannicka, over the past 40 years, 40, 50 years, right up until the covenant ended, many of our world leaders were, were reptilians in in the masks of humans. And he says that was very important for them, even some of the religious leaders. But he says the interesting thing right now is that that has stopped. That has stopped. What about free will? What about free, in, in what way? Right. Saying, because if we have free will, they why are they stopped? I, I thought we couldn't well, be stopped. They've been stopped because they've been stopped. The reptilians have been stopped because Aralim is saying the covenant that was put in place was done as a measure of, he's saying it was a measure of a, a sort of a, a judgment or a punitive action because he's saying right now, uh, he's saying, um, Yannicka, the one thing after free will that species are not supposed to do without the direct knowledge of the creator, they're not supposed to create new species, okay? They're not supposed to do that because souls come from creation. So he says there are species that get, he's saying, he's saying right now, this sounds very bureaucratic. He says, but there are species who get the okay from the creator, from, from the creation force to go ahead and make a new species, usually at the behest of the creator. But here's the reason why. These, the reptilians, the, these, these species that came to our planet, they wanted workers, they wanted a slave species. So they created us and they kept trying to create us without a soul. But when they kept doing that, we, we weren't, Aralim is saying, we, we, they wanted us to be able to think just enough to work for them, but not think enough to then revolt against them. And they were having difficulty doing that. So eventually one of these species, which was the reptilian species said, you know what? He's saying, we're gonna go ahead and make a species that has a soul but we are not going to, we're not going to, we're not going to say anything about it. We're going to just keep it on, you know, keep it, keep it private, keep it hidden. And then once we're done with this species, we'll just annihilate the whole group of them. We'll annihilate the whole group of them. Right. And Aralim is saying, this is like 258, 260 million years ago when this happened. So but what happened was that kind of thing, Aralim is saying, it's very difficult to keep that kind of behavior because the creator knows, in other words, the energy. He also says that the minute that one species creates a new species that has a soul, 
immediately that's he says that starts a whole a whole progress that starts a whole he's saying procession of events on the other side because now you have these baby souls right you have these baby souls so he says when the creator understood that the creator sent angelic beings and the tall whites which are pleiadians mostly they're part of this erlim is saying they're part of this council and he says people talk about the um the universal council people talk about the universal um, kind of federation. Yes. The federation. He's saying the federation he's laughing. He's smiling and he's saying he hates to use the word federation because of star Trek. Right. Oh, right. He says Hollywood sort of co-opted that, but yes, the universal federation. So what happened was that the creator God sent them in at the point at that point, here we are where this kind of slip. I'm Sandra and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Species working for the, and he says, This is why the Sumerians, in their writings and in their carvings, they show all these large, draconian looking. He says, Because we, and here we are, he says, This little species sort of standing there looking up at them, carrying their water, carrying their food. This is what we were doing. So the creator God finds this out. He sends in the federation, he sends in the council, he sends in a bunch of angels, and they come up with this covenant. And the covenant is this, okay, you create, he says to the reptilians, these, these people, you know, the, the species that made us, you made them now for the next eons of years, because they lived a long time, right up until what is our 1963, you have to take care of them. You have to teach them to take care of themselves. You cannot be gods over them. You cannot hurt them. You can never annihilate them. You you are supposed to help them to grow up. This is and until you do that, until the covenant ends, you are not allowed off the planet, because you can't you can't make a slave species. You're not supposed to do it. So they agreed to this, and then Aralam is saying, and then Yannicka, they went right ahead. They enslaved us. They did. They taught us certain things. They taught us language. They helped us to learn agriculture. They even helped us with technology down the road. But what did they do? They kept us clamped down in complete control. They didn't let us understand that humanoids with souls are powerful energy workers, powerful healers. They did not share with us that there were other species in our galaxy. They kept us in the dark because then it made their time here on the planet much more enjoyable, right? Much more enjoyable. And so in 1963, that covenant ended and they were ordered off the planet. They were ordered off the planet. And the other thing that happened with them is that now 
uh, Aralim is saying, and Yannicka, as a result of that, they still have free will. They've gone off to their planets. They're doing their, he says, they're doing what they want to do. But now they always have this light of creation on them. So they'll be, they'll be looked in on, right? They can't be trusted because they broke this covenant. And so that's what that was all about. So their free will is not gone. But what they were, they were asked, Aralim is saying, Yannicka, they were asked to, it was, he says, it's as if they created a child. And God said, now you have to take care of that child and you have to raise them and you cannot mistreat them. Okay. But what they did is they did mistreat us horribly. And so, but now they're all allowed to leave the planet and they're going. And he says, it's a huge blessing that they're leaving because now the truth he's saying, the truth of how powerful we are as souls in this galaxy can start to come out. And he says, and he's saying right now, he's saying, that's why it's phenomenal the work that you're doing, the work that other people are doing are really opening people up. And he's saying, Yannicka, he's saying, there's no need to, he says, I'm not proselytizing. I'm not telling anyone what they need to believe. He's saying, I'm just opening the door to the possibility that we're so much greater than we think. Wow. So they have been here for a long, long time. They've been here for, he's <laughs> saying right now, they have been here through the rise and fall of at least 18 humanoid civilizations. Right. And he okay. says they also had outposts on Mars and that those outposts were destroyed, shut down because of that. They had to be here on this planet and they, had, they were supposed to be a benevolent sort of overseer of our growth. And they, they said they didn't do it. They didn't do it. So I'm curious about uh, what Aralem says about, yeah, sure, uh, the Sumerians uh, yes. and the pyramids. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I started this in school and it never yeah. made sense. And I raised yeah. my arm and I'm like, these yeah. got to be much older. You know, How, what happened here? And yeah. yeah. So, so Aralem is saying um, the Sumerian story, the Sumerian ET story is exactly correct. It is exactly, he's saying 100% correct. The Sumerians were overseen by these original, um, these original species and the Sumerians, what they carved and what they wrote about and, and the lifestyle that, that was on the planet at that time is exactly correct. He also says that the biblical Nephilim, the giants, the Nephilim, right? That was another thing that the Anunnaki did that they were not supposed to do. These reptilian races were not supposed to directly breed with these new human us, right? They weren't supposed to do it. And they went ahead and did that anyway. And they were not supposed to do that. And so what happened were these hybrids. And that was all truth too. It's interesting because Aralam talks about as well, so much of the ancient history, the ancient, ancient history in the Bible, which is looked on as pure mythology, Many of those pieces of the mythology are actually very historically correct on the planet. Now he's saying all of the control issues that were put into the Bible much later, uh, he's saying not, not so much because it became a religion that was very, very, he's saying it was very much a religion that was co-opted eventually by um, all of these off-world species who needed to keep us all in a row, needed to keep us in some containment. Also, He's saying they really didn't want us to understand that our souls were so powerful, right? They didn't want us to understand that because we would have rebelled. What, you know, Aralim is saying you never would have gone through 200,000 years of 
civilizations being risen and fallen and the slavery and the whole thing. You wouldn't have done it. You wouldn't have done it. We wouldn't have as a species. So the pyramids, um, Errol M is saying right now, the original, those, those, the three pyramids, he says, the three pyramids that people go to see, and many of them that are all over the world, because there are pyramids, and he's saying this as well about the 10,000, about the 10 years. He's saying the 10 years, the next 10 years on this planet, so many more of these pyramids are going to be found. Pyramids in Antarctica are going to come out for sure and not just be conspiracy. Pyramids in Russia, in China, in Egypt, they're all energy generators. They were all connected as energy generators for these ancient civilizations that literally sort of created us. Okay. Um, he's saying that the idea, again, that we are told that they were built 3,000 years ago is he says it's ludicrous and science is beginning to see that. He's also saying right now with all of this ancient science and all of these stories that are falling apart, because he says, he's saying, Yannicka, they're all falling apart. The old stories are falling apart because they can't, because science is now proving that they're not true. But he's saying, what you're seeing is this. Now that all of these off-world species are really most of them, he says 90% of them are off-world now. They aren't here. But who, who is left here are some of the humans in the higher echelons of the sort of powerful elites, if you will. Okay, they're in the high echelons. The humans who worked under these reptilian species are still on the planet. And he says, they didn't necessarily get to immediately leave the planet with their, he's saying their bosses or their overseers. So they're still here trying to figure out, he's saying, and he's saying right now, they're trying to hold on to as much power as they can, or they're trying to just disappear themselves, right? And he's also saying right now that interestingly enough, and he says, this is a whole different topic, Yannicka, but many of the high profile deaths that you see of people in very high profile um, he's saying professions and religions and politics and the whole thing. He says some of these deaths that you've seen in the last 10 years were these off-world species who were on the planet. And now they basically, they have a death here and they just are leaving the planet. So they're not dead, but to us, oh, they passed away, right? Because it's just, it's a bit, he says, he says the idea here too is that the council and the Palladians and the tall whites and everyone that's trying to help humanity, all of these nefarious off-world species that are leaving, they would love to leave and see us in flames, but they're not allowed to do that. Erlam says one of the other things that the creator God put in that covenant is that when they leave, they cannot burn the building down as they go, but they would like to, they would like to. And so that's being blocked from happening as well. That's being blocked from happening as well. Oh, wow. This is, uh, it's a bit dark, I gotta say. <laughs> it's usually not, but you're, it's, it's funny because you're asking questions that are all sort of geopolitical and spiritual versus kind of, you know? Which yeah. <laughs> I've been curious about that. No, it's very good to hear that we are surrounded by angels. Yeah. And, uh... and so Aram is saying right now, he's saying, but Yannicka, he's saying it really isn't dark in that it should let people understand that there is, there are so many good souls, uh, angels, everyone on the other side wants us to win. And we are going to, we are going to. So we're going to make it through this time. And he says, you know, parts of even the end time stories that were in the Bible, they weren't meant to be taken as literally as people take them. 
what it really was was cat, cat, he's saying cataclysmic change in a paradigm shifting way. So much of the cataclysmic change that was written about in the end of the times with the Bible, he's saying, it wasn't about the world burning. It was about what we believe the world has been begins to end in a positive way. We shift. We shift. And he's saying right now, too. Yes, we're getting exactly. We're getting our he's saying he's saying, Yannicka, that is exactly correct. He's saying what it is, is that humanity right now is shifting back into who we really are. Right. Mm -hmm. He's saying as children of creation, we've always been told that we are something different than we really are. You know, and he says it's not he's saying right now, it's not about people being perfect. It's not about people not making mistakes. It's not about having lives that are imperfect. What it is about is understanding that every single day when you wake up, you can decide how am I going to show up for this day? You know, am I going to show up an evolved, open soul who tries to do the best that I can do, who tries not to hurt others, who tries to see things from both sides, who tries to bring the light of the universe in and share it with other people, right? Those are the decisions. And he's saying people on the planet Earth, souls on the Earth have struggled forever with the victim piece of it. I'm powerless. I can't change my life because of ABC, he's saying. I can't change my life because of this situation. I can't change my life because of this trauma or this thing that happened to me or this thing physically with me or that person, he's saying. But the truth of it is you can change your life every second of your day if you want to do that. He says, so that is the good news. Even though getting there feels a little dark, Yannicka, he's saying getting there feels a little dark. But he's saying right now, the darkest points in human history have already happened. Yeah, he, says, he says the powers that be, and Erlam hates television. He hates, huh. he hates it. He, he'll say to people, you cannot watch the news. You cannot do that all the time. You can't do it because he says the few people that are on the planet that still want to control you and disconnect you, they tend to be the people who are telling you that everybody is going to die. He says, he says they, they want you to be on fire every day. If it's the environment or it's money or it's your health, whatever it is, it's all on fire. And he's saying right now, Yannicka, the world is not on fire because he says, honestly, there are more positive voices in the world then there are negative voices. There are more positive souls on the planet right now. He's saying, Yannicka, there are more powerful, positive souls doing good work across the board, he's saying, than have ever been on the planet in our history, ever. And he says the reason is because every powerful, awesome soul on the other side, they want to come in right now. They want to be here now. Because right now is this phenomenal shift upward, right? Let me ask you, because uh, from my point of view, we come down to this planet and we play different characters and I'm going to be, you know, uh, the yeah. victim and I'm going to be um, yeah, the one hurting you. And, yeah. uh, and then we are soul groups coming down and we, we plan our lives. And then I'm wondering about, for instance, Putin, <laughs> uh, right. like are and, or even people who have personality disorders, like narcissists and psychopaths, is that also part of that game or is it? It is. It's part of the lifetime. 
And, and Erlam is saying, Yannicka, the idea that souls come in and seemingly do nothing but negative works, those usually, and, and I'm saying I'm interrupting him right now because people hate to hear this. They hate to hear this. And, and I hated to hear this in the beginning, but it makes sense to me. So Erlam is saying, Yannicka, some of the most difficult souls, he says, the most terrifying souls that come in are oftentimes on the other side the most well-adjusted and highly placed souls, and here's why. When you want to have huge swaths of humanity on a soul start to make very positive forward changes, you need the catalyst. You need the reason why. He says you need that soul who comes in and makes the most souls on the planet say, wait a minute, this is not right. This isn't how this should be. We need to all get on the same page in order to change things for the better. And everyone, he says, every soul makes that commitment. So you would have known, he says, Yannicka, you would have known before you came in with your core group this time, you would have known, he said, that you're going to be on this planet with the Putins. You're going to be on this planet with the narcissist issue. You're going to be on this planet with people who are being terrible to children. You're, you're going to be on this planet. Now, He's saying the other piece of that is that the soul that comes in as a brutal narcissist, they also, he says, would have put into their timeline possibilities that they'll, they'll come in and be the brutal narcissist, but their highest goal in this life is to have some way that they learn not to be that, that they too have the catalyst, that they too learn not to be narcissistic, that they too see themselves as a narcissist and change and grow and heal from that, right? And then heal relationships with people around them. So Erlam is saying right now, he's saying, Yannicka, this is why I tell so many people um, in these kinds of sessions or sessions one-on-one, -on -one, you have to spend this lifetime on the planet. It's so important that you're looking at not only the relationships that are negative that you have or the feelings that you have about everyone in your life, because everyone right now who's on this planet, every soul who is here, and it, he's saying it doesn't matter what your lifestyle is. It doesn't matter what, how much money you have. It doesn't matter. He's saying it doesn't matter if you're living in a one-room tent in Cuba or if you are a multimillionaire or a billionaire or who you are. It doesn't matter what your life is like right now. What matters is how are you managing your world and how are you growing your soul? And are you addressing your own issues? Because that's what we're all supposed to be doing, addressing our own issues so that we can get clear, right? We can get clear and healed to start to then be an example and a help to those around us. And so he's saying that's why right now on the planet, every soul here, it, it's all, there's so much. He's saying every life is filled with so much, good and bad. What you would call, he's saying good and bad. That's why. And uh, you said uh, somewhere that the ones we struggle the most with are the ones we have the longest uh, relationship with. Uh, so sort sort of on the same lines. And I'm curious about the soul group. If you can share a little bit about what is the soul group, and uh, are there souls in that soul group that you have a deeper connection with and that you play with again and again? Yes. Sort of. <laughs> so um, so an Aralim is saying right now. Every soul that is on the planet, you're always a part of a, what he, and he does this with his hands, which is why I'm doing it, a core soul group. So you have a core soul group. 
the, the core soul group, he's, we've seen as we've had people come through that have as small as the number of six souls in a core group. We've had as many, I've, in the last couple of years, I've met a person who had 35 in their core group. Okay. Now your core group is the group of souls that you have traveled with for eons and eons and eons. And usually your core group, it can swell in number a little bit. It can shrink a little bit, but normally it stays within one or two of that original number. These are the souls that you would have come on to the initial uh, field of lifetimes with. You would have started the program with, and I'm, I'm putting my hand there because it's like at the inception of our universe, those souls would have come together, all the baby souls, right? So, so that's your core soul group. Now, in your core soul group, you can have people, souls, that you're a little bit closer to. And what happens is, and this is another um, issue that an airline is saying right now, humans oftentimes find this hard to accept, but it makes sense. He says, I'm going to extrapolate it for you. So the souls in your lifetime, say this lifetime, the souls that you have the most difficulty with, the souls that you have the most anger with, the difficulty with, it can be, uh, you know, trauma with, those are actually the souls usually that you are actually the most closely linked to and the most in love with over the eons of time. And here's why he's saying in order for you to come into a lifetime with say a parent or a loved one or a spouse or a sibling where you're going to have really difficult things happen, the trust between you as souls has to be almost complete because what you're doing, he's saying is you're trusting that you will have this difficult situation and the ultimate highest, he's saying the ultimate highest outcome for souls is that you can somehow heal it and rise above it before you both cross back over from the life. So you're trusting each other that when you cross back over, you'll have nothing but the very deep, deep love that you've always had for each other. The other interesting piece he's saying is that oftentimes those souls, those other humans that you have the hardest time with in your families, in your cores, those are often the people too that you've had the most phenomenal lifetimes with. So it's not all hard work, he's saying. He's saying right now, oftentimes the person in this lifetime that you're having the most difficult challenges with you would have had past lifetimes with that person that were phenomenal, that were the most loving, close, easy. He's saying uh, systematically consistent and wonderful. But you have this trust between you so that before you're going to, before your core group is going to come in for a 150 years of a lifetime, you get together and say, hey, we both want to have these two lessons. I need this victim lesson. You need this lesson about being the perpetrator, being the narcissist. I'm trusting you. You're trusting me. We know each other's souls inside and out. We've had a hundred lifetimes together back past, you know, the hundred thousand years. I'm going to trust you. Let's go in and try to work this out for a final time. Aralam just said, Yannicka, hear those words. Let's go in and try to work this out for a final time. So what that means is those people that you're in these difficult relationships with, the people that are the hardest for you to deal with, you really, what you really want to do is try to heal that in some way where this could be the final time where either of you need that lesson. You'll get to the other side and say, we did that. We, we, he's saying, we accomplished that. He just gave me the thumbs up. We accomplished that. We don't have to visit that ever again together. 
That's a relief because I've heard another perspective on it that yeah. psychopaths and narcissists are parasites and not really yeah. souls. And I have, you know, encountered some of them. I've been in a relationship with them yeah. and I still care about them, you know, even though it didn't work. Yeah. I obviously, obviously left. And Caroline the is saying right now, um, he's saying that one of the reasons why you'll still have love in your heart for that person you know they need to be out of your life. You know you need to release them. But you also are admitting, you can admit to yourself, I will always have some feeling of love for this person. And you can't describe why. But Erlam says that that is most often why. That's the connection. He also wants to talk about the, um, just quickly, he's saying, Yannicka, I want to talk about this because it comes up a lot in sessions. He's saying, you know, demonic negative energies, parasitic energies, um, he's saying all of those kind of energies, it is not that they don't exist, but he says the idea right now, where this planet is now, okay, where we are in the history of this planet now, and he's saying where all of the souls are now who are coming to the planet, he's saying, Yannicka, you included. He's saying just as, just as the creator has basically driven off all of the Anunnaki and all of the negativity that went with them, there's also this place where we are slowly evolving spiritually to a level where we no longer are becoming susceptible to all of that kind of thing. He says there are people on the planet. Yes, it happens occasionally. He says, but 99% of the time, what people believe to be that is them opening to their own negative base energies. And he's not talking about the relationship that you were talking about with you. But when someone says, we get, he says, Melissa and I get people in sessions often saying, I think that I have been um, cursed. I've had someone put a curse on me. And Errol Lynn will say, listen, you know, you are a huge soul. And if you want to believe that someone has cursed you and that you've been cursed and that's what you're living with, you can do that. You have the free will to feed your energy into that if you want to. As a huge soul on the planet right now and where we are evolutionarily, spiritually, you can also decide, nope. I'm not cursed. And I just, if, if anybody's sending that negative energy to me, I'm going to send it back to them. So we're much more in this. And Erlam is saying, Yannicka, we are so much more powerful. He's saying you all are so much more powerful. He's also saying, and he tells people this all the time, that one of the ways that we have been controlled for so long is with fear. And that, and he's saying, Yannicka, that's a very simple thing to say. And he says, I want to, I want to fill that in a little the powers that be have always want us want he says always humans they've wanted to make humans be spiritually afraid physically afraid psychologically afraid and emotionally afraid right so they feed us fear what is it fear we're going to hell he says fear that the world is going to end fear that bombs are going to drop fear that our spouse is cheating fear that our friends are not real fear that we can't trust anyone he says i could go on and on and on he says you fill in the blank yanaka but the truth of it is, is that you really have very little to be afraid of in the way that humans are. And he says, where the level of you all are right now, everyone should be thinking and manifesting and looking forward in a positive way and stop feeding into that old fear. Stop feeding into the fear of all of that. He says, now, I am not trying to say that there aren't players on the planet who are frightening. But you do not have to fear them every day of your life. You don't have to bring that into your energy. And he says you're much more powerful if you don't. 
That's really good news. Uh, and I think that's part of the awakening, understanding yes. that power we have inside yes. and that creation. And yes. And I would love to ask you one last question to okay. wrap this up. Uh, what is the deeper meaning of life from your perspective? Me personally or heirloom? Well, I, I would oh, like to want, Okay, so you want us to Okay, so Aralam is saying, Yannicka, the deeper meaning is, uh, in life, he's saying the meaning that souls come in to find is that you are never a victim to your circumstances. You are always connected to God, the creation force. He says, you cannot be, you cannot be dislocated from your soul or from the love of creation or from the other side. He says, the other issue is, is that death is just the beginning. He's saying again, I am not telling anyone. He's saying, I am not condoning anyone leaving their life early. That's not what we're meant to do. He says, but you are never, ever disconnected from your creator or from the people who you love that have passed over. And he says, he says, the, also the big lesson now, he says, for all humans on the planet Earth, he, he went like this to me. He's giving me the number one, he says, is that you are immensely powerful manifesting souls. And he says, I don't want to make anyone worry. He says, I don't want to add worry to your life, but what you think and how you feel about what you think is so very important. He also is saying right now, number two, you can never ever be disconnected from your soul. You cannot be, he says, it's not a club that you can be kicked out of. You are in the universe. You are a child of creation. You can never lose that. It doesn't matter what you do. Perfection isn't what you need to look for. And he's also saying three. He just, I said to him, three, yes, three from Aralam, three. He said, also, just think about every day, how am I making other people feel? How am I making other people feel? He said, even in small ways, and he uses this analogy a lot. He says, if you're in the car and someone cuts you off and you yell an expletive at that person, he says, you don't know what they're going through. You don't know what their day is like. He said, you could yell at someone in the car next to you and they just lost a loved one or they just got a, a, a terrible diagnosis. You just don't know. So always think to yourself, why do I want to waste my energy on anything like that? Just always think about that. And he's, and he's saying, Yannicka, I'm thrilled to talk to you and your listeners. This has been wonderful. He said, and he's saying, the people of earth are raising up. Finally, he says, you're free of the old covenant. You're raising up. And so he's, he's thrilled about that. Me, I'm saying, thank you for finding me. Uh, because I, up until six months ago, I was very quietly going about my business. Um, I was very quietly going about my business. And then I got the book published, which I, again, thought two people would read. Um, it turns out a lot more people read it. And then I started having people contact me, which was really wonderful. And I'm thrilled to meet you. And you are a phenomenal, I tell people, hey, you are a phenomenally huge soul, Yannicka, and you are doing such great work. And I have loved talking with you today. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you so, so much. Thank you for being here. It was a thrill sitting here yeah. uh, listening to you and all of this. And uh, yeah, thank it's you. a lot. I know it's a lot. And I'm a talker. <laughs> yeah, I but I love that. that. Which is why I always, I would say to Erlam, listen, just say to me what you want. Just say it because I don't, I don't need it to be, I don't need it to be fuzzy and vague. I would rather have it straight, you know, give it to me yeah. straight. 
I love your directions. People can, people can find me at melissagatesperry.com. Um, and I, I do have the book and I, I don't really, I don't push the book on a lot of people and I'm in the middle of doing audible because a lot of people said to me, put it on audible. So we're, we're working on that, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Planning for your next trip, elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. you want to become more who you are and live in alignment with your soul's purpose and explore a deeper meaning with your life, then you are most welcome to join Wisdom from North membership. If you want to go deeper, you can find all our English online courses and programs at wisdomfromnorth.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube just by searching for Wisdom from North. Until the next episode, much light from here.